Uh, g'day, the show is on the road. My name's Scott Gibbons. It's terrific to be with you. And I hope, I hope that you're listening to us again and again and again. But if you're a new listener, welcome. Oh, it's fabulous to have you with us. And we're getting close to Santa Claus and there's so many things happening. So what's the show about? It's all about camping and caravanning and motorhomes and tenting and seeing Australia. And that's the best thing that we could ever do, isn't it? So what's going to happen now? Well, the Best Holiday Parks Awards for 2020 have just come out. And Holiday with Kids, they're the ones that told us all about it because... I mean, when you go camping, if you've got kids, you want to entertain them because they need entertaining, don't they? So Australia's best holiday parks, they do, they go above and beyond just to entertain their families. So, and what happened was that the caravan and camping part of Holiday with Kids, they did a whole research on this and they found parks that, that across all of Australia that made the list and they all had something to offer and that elevated them above the ranks of other caravan parks. So it might have been a water park, it might have been a terrific location, it could have been incredible service. But some winners might be a surprise, others won't be a surprise. So here you go. Now, the beautiful thing is, is you can go into each state. So if you go into holidaywithkids.com.au, you can go into each state and you can find out the ones that won. So if we go to New South Wales, for instance, then you will find that the New South Wales Best Holiday Parks of 2020, and that went from the shores of Eden to the beaches of Tweed Heads, packed with incredible holiday parks. And number one came in at Kiama, which is the big four at East Beach Holiday Park. And what they said there, they, they spent, uh, because this one's been in second place for a number of years, but this time, Ah, it's, it's, it was their time to shine. So it's the big four, East Beach Holiday Park. It sits in the Illawarra region, which is just south of Sydney. It's right next to the water. And if you don't leave the park, you're not going to get bored because there's so much to do. You've got three water slides. There's a giant tipping bucket. Uh, there's the, the cooking, the craft activities at the Crazy Kids Club and the play equipment, which has got plenty of climbing opportunities for kids. And there's plenty of areas there for the parents as well who want to look after the kids. So that's terrific. So the number two came in at the North Star Holiday Resort in Hastings Point. Now, that's a park for nature lovers with bushland and green on one side and the sparkling blue ocean on the other. So you need at least a couple of days because they reckon it's just a magical spot. So to really appreciate it, at least a couple of days. And the best news is you can do all your exploring from a base of sumptuous comfort because you've got accommodation arrangements from the Tuscany Villas all the way. And some of those have even got their own private spa. Uh, you've got powered sites and you can book those with an adjacent ensuite. And some you can book with Foxtel access. So <laughs> here you go. Bit of a win there. What do you reckon? Is that a good idea? Now, if you want to go to Victoria... And who does it? Because Victoria's open again. We all want to go to Victoria, I would reckon. Big Four Beacon Resort at Queenscliff. So that's the Big Four Beacons Resort. It's got, uh, it, it, it's like a, a wish list for kids. It's got an indoor heated pool. It's got a jumping pillow, playground, go-kart, bike hire, tennis court, basketball court, games room, and the kids can be entertained and the parents where you can relax at the Mud Day Spa, which offers facials and massages seven days a week. So people also raved about the coffee. And if you're from Melbourne, you've got to rave about the coffee. And then you've got a wine delivery service as well. So that's pretty good. And number two came in at the Big Four Inverloch Holiday Park at Inverloch. So if you love a water park with the tipping bucket, then that's got to be one you've got to go to. It's a splash park. It's heated so the kids can play all year round in the indoor pool has a shallow end just for toddlers. So that's a winner. That is a winner. I think there's some beautiful things happening there. Now, what about we go to Queensland? Queensland's got to be a good place to go to because we can go there now. And the Big Four Adventure with Sunday uh, Resort. The Big Four Adventure with Sunday Resort at Airlie Beach because it's edging. Uh, it's just wonderful. It's, it, you've got a stunning Ellie Beach. You've got the facilities including an animal park, mini golf, an outdoor theatre. Uh, you can head out to the water if you really want to do some special stuff. You're just off the Great Barrier Reef, so you've got sailing adventures and remote islands and some of the best snorkeling anywhere in the world. And Helensvale came in number two, the Big Four at Helensvale, the Big Four Holiday Park. It's a park whose motto should be location, location, location. It's across the road from Movie World and Wet and Wild and five minutes down the road from Dream World and White Water World and you'll be in theme park heaven because inside the resort you'll find a water park with slides up to 10 metres tall and again a huge tipping bucket. 
Now, our tipping buckets here are different to the American tipping buckets. Our tipping buckets here just put water all over you. The tipping buckets in America, you put money in them. So different. Aren't we lucky we can stay here? And there is so much more to do. So that was number one. Number two, oh, that was number two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You've been counting. I've been counting, but not as well as you. What about South Australia? South Australia, we've got to go there now. So the best holiday park there is, again, the Big Four Renmark Riverfront Holiday Park at Renmark. So it's it's the Riverfront Holiday Park. It's set on the banks of the mighty Murray River. It's got everything from tent sites to three-bedroom riverfront villas, which sleep eight people. So it's a heaven for active families. It's again, you've got a water park, you've got a swimming pool, you've got a jumping pillow, you got you can hire paddle boards to cruise down the river. Uh, bikes to explore the riverbank, fishing rods to catch your dinner. It's kid-friendly. So there you go. You've, you've got it all there. Number two would be the Big Four at West Beach Parks. That's at West Beach. And you can park your camper van at the gorgeous beachfront location. Enjoy the best of what Adelaide has to offer on their door. Isn't Adelaide fabulous? I think it's fabulous. You've got the Adelaide Central Market. If you haven't been to the Adelaide Central Market, oh, my golly, you haven't lived. It is amazing. It is just, um, it's like... It's like the markets used to be. It's very, very Aussie, and yet you've got so much flavour in there. Oh, flavour. Oh, oh, oh. And then you've got Rundle. You can even buy things there from Kangaroo Island because I bought, I bought a lot of stuff from Kangaroo Island at the Adelaide Central Market. Terrific. And you've got Rundle Mall. So it's just minutes away from Henley Beach and Glenelg Beach, and you can let the kids run wild at the park. Splash Zone. And you've got a zero-depth water play area. I don't know how that works, but there you go. And there's jumping pillows and play equipment and go-karts and a games room. So that's terrific. Oh, there is so much to do. As we go around Australia, and we're doing that, you can go to West Australia. Oh, we're just about there, Western Australia. We're just about there. The Mandalay Holiday Resort and Tourist Park at Busselton. Mandalay Holiday Resort and Tourist Park at Busselton. It's in the Margaret River region of Western Australia. It just screams beach. <laughs> You're just back from the turquoise waters and, and the pearly white sands of Geograph Bay. It's all class at Mandalay Holiday Resort and Tourist Park. It's got four and a half star resort facilities. Even the humble tent has been elevated with a gorgeously tasseled Lotus Bell glamping tent, along with the usual complement of one, two or three bedroom cabins and villas and chalets. And number two is the Big Four Beachlands Holiday Park at West Busselton. It's just a five minute drive from Western Australia's first placed park, but offers a very different experience because caravanners and campers are well provided for. Something more comfortable though, you can spend a night or two in a jacuzzi bungalow with your own private jacuzzi on the back deck. Is that clever? Oh, it's got to be clever, I would reckon. What about Tassie? Then we'll go to the Northern Territory. So here's Tassie and the, the big four, Launceston or Launceston. There's Launceston. Don't get that wrong. Don't say Launceston. They don't like that. It's Launceston Holiday Park. So to see everything that Launceston has to offer, it's worth staying somewhere. And this is just true. It consistently tops their Tasmanian Holiday Park Awards. For the very reason, it's, it's a leafy six and a half hectare caravan park. It sits in the heart of the city. So you head out of the National Automobile Museum of Tasmania. You walk Cataract Gorge. You can just laze around. It's just beautiful. And number two is the Captain Cook Holiday Park at Adventure Bay. So that's located on Bruni Island. Adventure Bay on Bruni Island. It's not uncommon to see pods of dolphins and migrating whales during your stay at the Captain Cook Holiday Park. You've got an abundance of wildlife. You've got white wallabies birds and the kids can seek out the hired bikes and go-karts so that's a winner now what about the northern territory i think we should go there i think we should and we're going to do that right now so number one came in at the big four mcdonald range holiday park at alice springs so you've got hot outback days called for a cool swimming pool in the big four mcdonald range holiday park it delivers you've got four pools four pools plus a giant twisting 31 meter long water slide and as night falls, then you wrap yourself in a blanket and you swap stories around the communal fire pits and the kids will love zooming around on the BMX track and testing out the pedal carts and make sure you try the famous pancake breakfast that's held every Sunday morning all year round. And number two is the Darwin Free Spirit Resort. So it's just 15 minutes drive outside of Darwin. There's always something happening at the Darwin Free, Zip, Free Spirit Resort. The Kids' Corner, they run craft and games and animal activities and the mums and dads are looked after with live entertainment 
and great dining options. I think, hey, we've got some places to go. So if you want to go onto that site, holidaywithkids.com.au, you'll find out all about those. If you're going on holiday with kids, then you've got to listen to the Wiggles, haven't you? <laughs> now what? It's Christmas time coming up, so we're going to have Wiggly Wiggly Christmas. If you haven't heard this for a long time, oh, you're going to bump along. Here's the Wiggles with Wiggly Wiggly Christmas. Hey, I'm Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. If you want more, you go on to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au, and on there you'll find, oh, so many podcasts. We're into the 60s. Of podcasts, there's plenty to entertain you. If you want to, you can download those, take them with you. When you go on Christmas holidays, you can listen to more and more about Australia and about some of the things that we give you about caravanning and motorhomes and the RV world in general. So here we go, the Wiggles, Wiggly Wiggly Christmas. This is Scott Gibbons. Be right back with you. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Saw Santa flying through the night in party clothes of red and white. His sleigh was loaded with Christmas toys for all the little girls and boys. He stopped the sleigh and jumped about. And here's the words we heard him shout. Wiggly, wiggly Christmas. 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 Jump up. Sound on the land, Rudolph played the trumpet loud, swinging it with that Christmas crowd. Ho, 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 that's great, Rudolph. Cool day, oh. Ho, ho, ho. Jump up, get down, wiggle and wiggle all around, it's Christmas. Well, the party, it was really great. Ah, the wiggles, eh? You do love... I bet you had your two little fingers go... Did you? (laughs) No, I did. (laughs) So how do you prepare for a road trip with children? And I know we've got to talk... Because Christmas holidays are coming up and, you know, we've all been wanting to get away and maybe you can get away for a couple of days, maybe half an hour, I don't know how long, but you've got to know what you're doing because the Great Aussie Road Trip, it's now, it's back. It's back. It's the most popular style of family holiday. And, and the little cries of, are we there yet? Well, they'll just echo throughout all of Australia as parents grapple with the age-old conundrum, how do you keep the kids occupied during the long hours on the road? And as the saying goes, happy kids, happy parents. So here's some of the essentials that, that you should consider. And the first one, of course, and, and this comes from visitnewsouthwales.com because they, they do all the research. They know. So number one is stop revive, survive, because you've got to plan your journey. Uh, they reckon to have a stop every two hours, so a stop. Now, that's to combat driver fatigue, and that's a really good thing to combat, and also let the kids stretch their legs, expend some energy, and you get a rest as well. So you make the trip about the journey as much as the destination. So, you know, try and get the kids to, to be interactive in the car rather than just watching DVDs and stuff. So that you've got to you've got to get the kids out and about, even if they're energetic toddlers, let them blow some of that energy away because there's so many cute towns out there, there's so many beaches, there's picnic spots to explore en route. So you don't have to rush the trip. Pack a picnic, enjoy the journey, do some research about what's in the area and stop at some wonderful, wonderful cafes for lunch if you want to and... Then there's regional businesses that we can support. And I think at this time, oh, they need us, they need us, don't they? So number two would involve, oh, this is clever, involve the kids in the planning. Because if your kids are old enough, involve them 
in the planning process, asking them where they'd like to stop. Now, they might say they want to stop at the big M place, and you should consider saying let's stop at some other places so that we actually get some money scattered around the community. So you can print out a physical map of where you're headed, let them pick a couple of things out that they'd like to see. Maybe... Maybe it's some of the big things. You know, some of the big things like the big banana at Coffs Harbour or the big prawn at Ballina or the, the big merino at Goulburn. We talked about the big merino, I think it was only last week, where you can climb up, I think it's 15.2 metres high, big concrete sheep, and you can go right up to the top and stare out of the merino's eyeballs. I think that's just, hey, you've got to get a photo of you staring out of a merino's eyeball. <laughs> Who else overseas has got a picture of that? So you can send your photos to them and say, look at this. <laughs> so then you've got to alleviate the boredom, make sure that you pack plenty of healthy snacks and some toys and some books and some music and some CDs and maybe iPads for the older kids, whatever. But you know, buying a, a seat cover that can slip on the back of your seat in front of where the kids can store their drink bottle and their toys and their books and their pencils and their anything else they might, long, they might want along the way and make all you've sure <laughs> this is good. <laughs> make sure your devices are fully charged before commencing the trip. Isn't that clever? <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> and make sure you put some wet wipes in there as well because they always get their fingers sticky, don't they? And then you've got to be creative with the game. So engage the kids with the outside environment. You've got to play in-car games. You might play spy or spotto or make phrases out of license plates. You can play Aussie Animal Bingo. You can play games to keep them looking out the window, such as Count the Horses. I play White Horse. White Horse is one of the best things I've ever found. Some, some Americans taught me White Horse. So as you're driving along, you'll see a whole paddock full of cattle or horses or whatever. But if you see a white one, you yell out, White Horse! And then by the end of the trip, everybody's looking for white horses and you see who's got the most white horses at the end of the trip. And, you, and they've got to be white. <laughs> got to be white, not half white. You don't get half a point for a brown and white one. You get a full point for a white one. And then you've got to pick the strangest thing that you see on a journey. And then there's the music. So it's playing music for your kids that they, they love. That can change the whole mood in the car. So little kids, you got the wiggles because we all love the wiggles. We all get to sing along with the wiggles. And then the ABC has got some great apps such as the Story Salad or Short and Curly or the ABC Kids News Time and Imagine... You've got the Disney's Magic of Storytelling. They reckon that's a great podcast. And there's the Sesame Street podcast, of course. So if the kids are older, they can brush up on their lyrics to Frozen. Oh, my golly. We're trying to have a nice trip. And who can build out Let It Go the loudest? Oh, Let It Go. <laughs> let It Go. Now, then, if you've got a caravan, then you've got to have some essentials. So if you've booked your leave and you've mapped your itinerary and you've got your dream going in motion, everything's happening there's some important things to consider. So you've got to learn the basics. So if you plan to ride shotgun during your journey, it's essential that all vanners, everybody with a license should know how to tow. Because if you can't tow, you could get stuck in a tight and dangerous situation. And if you're going down maybe a dead-end road, <laughs> and then you've got to reverse all the way back, you've got to know how to reverse. And sometimes, and we don't want this to happen, but sometimes a driver can become ill and the other person who's riding shotgun needs to be able to not only drive the car, but tow the van. So, you know, one of the good things that you can buy for Christmas, if you know somebody that's got everything except the skill to tow, is to buy them a towing course. Buy them a towing course. How clever is that? And there's towing courses for caravans, there's camper trailers, there's fifth wheelers, whatever you want to do, you can learn that. Make sure your vehicle's serviced. So avoid the stress of breakdowns. Book your car in, book your caravan in. Oh, gee, I hope you've got time to get that done before you go. Check your tyres, check your brakes are in good nick. Make sure all your lights are working because many accidents have been caused by faulty brake lights. And then one safety issue often overlooked is checking the weight of your van and its contents. And many people forget to include the hidden weights in the payload that can easily put you over the legal limit. Remember to include your tank water. That's your fresh water and your grey water. Um, the bottle gas that you've got, your luggage, your food, everything else that you pack in your van, including the people. So, you know, if you exceed the maximum of your ATM, which is the aggregated tear mass, then that may affect your warranty, may affect your insurance possibly and very probably could affect your safety. So the other thing is to do is to make bookings in advance. So if you've got the interest in 
so many people are just staying local because they can't go anywhere else. So they're going to hit the road. So most national park campsites now require online bookings and tours need to be booked well in advance and planning where you're going to stay. Booking ahead means you don't have to miss out on the places that you want to. And remember, it's illegal. It is not legal, N-O-T, not legal to stay overnight in truck stops or in many rest areas. But the truck stops, leave the truck stops for the truckies because, and we talked about that a few weeks ago, you've got to let them have their rest and they can't drive in after doing a seven-hour stretch and have to manoeuvre around caravans and people who are staying overnight. Truck stops are for trucks. That's why they're called truck stops. <laughs> and then you've got to pack carefully because your travels, uh, well, you know, you've got the supermarkets that you can buy from, but you can, you can stock up before you go. But it's nice to stock up halfway along so that you can give some money into a country town, isn't it? Like a few extra dollars, what the heck? What the heck? Because you're keeping Aussies alive. Now, the big city supermarkets, you know, they've got plenty. Go, go bush, buy something there and, and make sure that you've got some safety essentials such as a fire extinguisher and a fire blanket and your first aid kit and some extra water and some extra blankets. And it's prudent to stock up your cupboards with some emergency food in case of a power outage or a breakdown. And make sure you've got some water bottles and things like that. And if you go for a walk, take some snacks with you, take your water bottle with you because if you get lost, not good. Not good. Make sure you've got your chairs with you so you can watch the sunset and some board games and non-slip mats and all the things like that so that you can just relax. And, and one of the things is dental floss. It's not just for teeth, but it's for emergency mending and fixing items such as your awnings and your annex and your screens and maybe even a camp chair. So there's lots of things that you can find out. If you want to find out more, then you can go on to the New South Wales Caravan and Camping Association website. They will tell you more, but I reckon we need some music I reckon, I'm going to give you something a little bit funny. This is called the Aussie Christmas Song. because we're just playing Aussie music. We only play Aussie music on the show. And it's Christmas time coming up, so I found some Aussie music for you. And this is the Aussie Christmas Song. It's from a fella called Batesy. Batesy. I mean, somebody's called Batesy. You know them as Batesy. And this is the Aussie Christmas Song. You have a listen to this. You're going to enjoy it. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We're going to be back in a little while. Oh, there's so many things to tell you about. Christmas is coming. Santa Claus is coming to town. Here's Batesy for you. Merry Christmas. 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 Coldest things the Esky ends full of eight bays. Come on, come on, this is an Aussie Christmas song. Well, come on, come on, this is an Aussie Christmas song. Get a maggot, bit of backyard cricket before dinner. As long as I can be who I. Alright, you can be Glenn McGrath. Well, McGrath took a wicket in the cricket at the MCG. Oi, oi, oi! Yeah, the backyard cricket, just a ticket by your way to two eight. I had my Christmas dinner, now it's time to think it over. Have I left enough room for a, a piece of pavlova? Come on, come on, this is an Aussie Christmas song. Oh, come on, come on, this is an Aussie Christmas song. Christmas house spent by the beach Relaxing in the sun Watching tennis on TV As Hewitt screams, come on! Come on! Shut up! Hey, Jono, don't worry, mate. Send me footy season. Yeah, I'm not counting. Probably 69 days to go. Well, my daughter said Dad wouldn't Santa get hot in his clothes. Yeah, but he needs them overseas at Christmas where it snows But when he's in Australia and he's singing Christmas songs He only needs a singlet and his shorts and his long Come on, come on, this is an Aussie Christmas song Oh, come on, come on, this is an Aussie Christmas song Oh, sing along, come on, this is an Aussie Christmas song Come on Come on, this is an Aussie Christmas song. Oh, the Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi! 
Uh, that was Batesy, the Aussie Christmas song. And I reckon after this next thing, I'm going to tell you some beaut parts about Western Australia to go and see. But I've got a song for you, which I think you'll just love. It's, it's another Christmas song. It's an Aussie song. I reckon you'll just, you'll just love it. So six amazing things to do on the Golden Quest Discovery Trail. Have you been to Western Australia? Have you been? If you haven't, you've got to put it on your list. Got to put it on your list because if you're ready to explore the real Australia, well, it's a, it's a short road trip. Well, it's not short, depending upon where you're getting to Western Australia from. I mean, I'm from Sydney, but we go nationally, as you know. We're all the way around Australia. But this is just incredible because you'll see some of Australia's most exquisite architecture. This place has got an incredible history, a wonderful pub scene and so much more. So you've got the quirky Outback pubs and, and they're just dripping with charm, if you like, or, or real Aussiness. And then you've wide open landscapes that they say will take your breath away. And then you've got the Golden Quest Discovery Trail, which shows off the best of Australia's outback. So it's a four-day four day road trip, and it takes you on a really terrific loop from Coolgardie to Laverton and then back. So you go past some fabulous towns along the glittering Golden Mile and then through Australia's greatest outback city. It's Kalgoorlie. So you'll explore Australia's most famous outback town, and, and the Kalgoorlie Boulder, and it's known as Cal. <clears throat> Pardon me to the locals. It's got a, a terrific rich history, and it's a flamboyant town. I've been there. <laughs> if you haven't been, oh, by golly. It is, it's so Aussie. But it's on what they call the Golden Mile. It's a glittering landscape. It's responsible for the richest gold mine on the planet. Do you believe it? On the planet. The area's wealth is evident. It's outlandishly ornate buildings. You've got to see them. They line the streets. You've got... Uh, it's just colourful. It's fabulous. And then you've got a terrific food culture. You've got a mural scene, sunsets. Oh, if you like sunsets, you've got to see them. And some of the grandest, most fantastic pubs you'll ever visit. And Kalgoorlie is just so cosmopolitan, yet it's urbane. It's a lot of fun. And you'll, you'll go and see, if you want to, you can see Australia's oldest brothel. Now, I don't know whether the inhabitants are the oldest, but nevertheless, it's Australia's oldest brothel. It's called Kesta Casa. It's been in business for 114 years. Oh, and then you can play two up at one of the two legal, legal weekly games in Australia. And, of course, you can check out the Super Pit, which is the largest mine, a mine of its kind in the world. So, and Kalgoorlie was originally proposed. This is interesting. I didn't know this. Kalgoorlie was originally proposed as the capital city of its own country. And the country was going to be called Aralia. A-U-R-A-L-I-A, Aralia. Isn't that interesting? Now, if you want to eat burgers at a pub covered in writing, well, the walls of the pub are really covered in real writing. It's roughly 30 minutes north of Kalgoorlie. It's called the Broad Arrow Tavern. It's a modern icon, thanks to the scrawls on its walls. I don't know how that works, but the pub has great history behind it. It was established in 1896 to service a modest population of 300 people. And then the town, well, it got flooded with fortune hunters when gold was discovered nearby. And by 1901, 15,000 new residents were living in this place is called Broadie, <laughs> the Broad Arrow Tower. Now, it, it's now, it's, because it's called Broadie, it's become the real hotspot for thirsty arrivals. And the writings on the wall started in 1980s and, and, and it's just growing. So it's now all over the place. You've got writings on the, the walls, the ceilings, even the floor. And there's love notes everywhere and plenty of I was here and some cheeky comments and various things. So that's something to go and see. That's something for you. Then you can explore a one street town with character. So an hour up the road from the Broad Arrow, you'll find Menzies, and it's the perfect spot to base yourself for afternoon explorations at Lake Ballard. And it's just a terrific street. It's the home of the Achievable Outback Cafe, which is cheekily named, if you like, by the owner to demonstrate the accessibility of the countryside and the unmissable from the street with its flurry of colourful flags and pretty flower pots. And inside you get a mishmash of cutesy-type country clichés, corrugated iron, wooden floors, freshly baked pastries. Oh, wouldn't we love some of those now? And some paste, pastel bunting. 
And you can order a brilliant coffee and it's the, they reckon, they say it's the best cup of going for miles. And that could be true because you're miles in between anyway. And you spend some time examining some newspaper clippings on the wall and most of them will detail the area's history and gold, the fortune, the hardship. And then you can stop in at the Menzies Roadhouse, which is opposite. And the roadhouse is now permanently closed. But the old school browsers, they're still operational. So, you know, you can go in via credit card and, and accompanied by a wall of number plates that stretches 30 metres. 30 metres number plates. So, But you'll get number plates there from the USA. You might get Arizona or Minnesota or France. Or, or Great Britain or Quebec or yeah, all over the place, even Germany and Alabama and whatever. And then you can go to one of the world's most, <clears throat> pardon me, remote art installations because it's the vast salt flats of Lake Ballard. And they just make for striking sight. And, and that's, you're going to get human-like figures there. The master stroke of Sir Anthony Gormley, who was Lake Ballard's sculpture trail, it's formed by a series of 51 lifelike sculptures and they're cast from the figures of locals and they're set at lonely intervals in the vast flat wilderness so it'll take you a good oh maybe two three hours to explore the silent wonder so you know plan your time accordingly because it's roughly a 45 minute drive across some unsealed roads from menzies but then you ascend the lake's island for a quick five minute hike and then you're going to get some surreal views of figures as they appear to float frozen in time above the landscape. Oh, that's just, I reckon that's one of those camera moments. You know, you've got to have your camera with you. You've got to capture it. And the light in Western Australia is just beautiful light. And I've never seen sunsets like I've seen in Western Australia. People, you know, I went to Greece years ago and people said, oh, you've got to go and see the sunsets in Greece. Well, I'm telling you, the sun doesn't get anywhere near the horizon. It just went into this murk of muck. But Western Australia, oh, you can just about hear the sun sizzling as it dips into the ocean. Oh, beautiful. Now, then you've got a pub with a horse, the town of Kulkini. That's K-O-O-K, Kulkini, Y-N-I-E, Kulkini. So it's, it's population. <laughs> it might grow when you're there, but the population's 12. It's home to what may be the world's, what they reckon might be just one of the most terrific pubs in the world. It's run by Kevin and Margaret Pusey and their local icons in their own right. So the Grand Hotel at Kukini, it's a gorgeous, terrific place. It's got old school petrol bowsers. It's got a high ceiling homestead accommodation, charisma filled saloon bar by its front. And then despite being in a proud continuous operation since 1902, the hotel's received extra attention in recent years thanks to a new major attraction, which is Willie the Horse. And Willie was rescued from shore death after being found malnourished and alone and wandering the outback. And Willie, well, he now tosses his mighty mane and occasionally accepts pats from people And when he stops by the bar each afternoon waiting for dinner. And while he eats, he will spend some time chatting to Margaret over the bar top. And she's about 80 years old. And she might be Australia's oldest barmaid. Who would know? Western Australia is so good with various stuff. And, with all, and, and she's really good at a job. And she'll give you a good conversation and... She'll top your beer up pretty frequently, they say. And then here's something I didn't know. This is terrific. You can explore a presidential ghost town. So if you want to explore a ghost town, it's got a US presidential suite to it. So it's called Gwalia, G-W-A-L-I-A, Gwalia. And it's a ghost town. It's located just near Leonora. It's got an incredible history. And on the Golden Quest Discovery Trail, you, you'll get to explore it because you'll it, it, it's... It was abandoned overnight in about 1963. The residents discovered that the local mine was closing and everybody just rushed back to Kalgoorlie and in a race that was just to secure themselves a job in Kalgoorlie. So the town remains as it was. It's like frozen in time. So there's pots and toys and clothing and furniture and they still languish inside the now ramshackle buildings. But you're welcome to go there and just see what it was like to live in that era. But, you know, be careful of your head because the doorways were a lot lower back then, a lot lower. So afterwards, you can climb the hill to discover a grand old homestead, which is lapped by lush green lawns. And it's the home, this is the home of the 31st president of the US. It's called Hoover House. That's what it's been known as, or what it is known as. And it was designed in 1897 by Herbert Hoover himself, who lived there while managing the mining site before... He then ascended to the U.S. presidency. So you can stay overnight. You can sleep in the president's own bed. 
or, or you can drop in for scones. You can do maybe a cup of tea there on, on the veranda. It's one of the last stops before you loop back south. So you've got to make time if you go there to have a sausage roll at the Food Van Cafe because that's in nearby Leonora. And it's just a sweet little eatery. It's run by Fiona Garn. And she makes the best sausage rolls, they reckon. They're just terrific. So there you go. If you're going to have a little tour of Western Australia, you should do that. But if you're going to enjoy yourself, you might as well enjoy yourself listening to Santa Koala. Now, if you haven't heard Santa Koala, this is from Colin Buchanan. Colin's a beaut Aussie. He comes up with some terrific music, so much original music. But this one, I think he's borrowed the music, but he's recreated the lyrics. So you enjoy this. Here's Santa Koala. Hey, we're coming into Christmas. This show is called On The Road. I'm Scott Gibbons. It's good being with you. If you want more of the show, you just go on to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au. And we're just loving being with you. So here's Colin Buchanan. You enjoy that. We'll be back with you. And don't forget, we'll be talking to you about off-road systems because if you don't know about them, oh, your life's about to change. They're really good. Here we go, Santa Koala. Well, once a jolly Santa camped by a billabong Pulled up his sleigh by the Coolabar tree he had a little dip and he boiled up the billy can and soon he was snoring in fast asleep. Down came Koala and climbed aboard the Santa sleigh, slipped on the suit cause he had a plan. He called up his mates on the old bush telegraph, let's give old Santa a help. Hand. Santa Koala, Santa Koala, off in a flat like a mad cockatoo in a Christmas sleigh full of Aussie animals. Santa Koala, good on you. Well, old Mrs. Platypus bought a batch of lamingtons. Go, go, goanna. Played his guitar and the big red ruse roared across the Nullarbor. They all sang fa la 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 la. Santa Koala, Santa Koala, off in a flat like a mad cockatoo in a Christmas sleigh full of Aussie animals. Santa Koala, good on you. We go la 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 la. A kidna and emu were busy stuffing stockings From the tip top of Tassie to the back of Burke As the wombat shouted We finished Santa's Christmas list And Kev Kookaburra, he went berserk Santa Koala, Santa Koala Off in a flat like a mad cockatoo In a Christmas sleigh Full of Aussie animals, Santa Koala, good on you we go. La, da, 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 da. Well, they gave three cheers for Koala at the Billabong. They woke up Santa with a hip hurrah. But he took one look. At his empty Santa sleigh Christmas is next week, you great gala Santa Koala, Santa Koala Off in a flat like a mad cockatoo In a Christmas sleigh Full of Aussie animals Santa Koala, good on you believe you've done that koala. Anyway, we're just sitting there. You didn't ask permission or anything. Like you just took the sleigh and now look at the mess you've got yeah, us I into. Know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Well, you'll have to fix it up, you realise. I know, I know. Let's have a cup of tea first, anyway. Okay. Can't get too excited about these sorts of things. Good. I'll put the billy on. How do you have it? Santa? White and one. Be good. 
Ah, uh, Santa Koala. That's a terrific song, isn't it? Colin Buchanan did that for us. What are you getting for Christmas? What are you going to put it in? If you want some drawers, I'm telling you, you've got to go to off-road systems. Off-road they're just terrific. Now, the beauty part about them is they're Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie all the way. So Graham Jones, who runs the place, he's been in furniture for oh, so long. So the finish of his products are terrific. They're, if you like, they're a premium storage drawer system. So they're not cheap and nasty. They're not imported. They're not something that's just going to do a job for a little time, these are fabulous. If, if you've earned your money and you want to invest your money in the best drawers, that's the way you do it. You buy off-road systems drawers. So it doesn't matter whether you're a caravaner or a weekend camper or you're setting up for a really long trip. The off-road systems, they've got designs to suit any application, including drawer systems with integrated stainless steel water tanks or cargo barriers or portable fridges or fridge slides. They make their own fridge slide, create, make their own fridge slides, right up to the Waco 80 and 110 litre. So, you know, how big are your fridge? <laughs> they will make it to suit, because that's what they do. They can either give you something that's off the shelf, which they've made, or they can design and create something just for you. So a few weeks ago, you heard me talking to you about a surveyor. Surveyor's gone in there and said, listen, I need this exact system here, this one, I'm, I'm, here's the drawing. And they recreated the drawing, made it exactly as it should be. And I met the surveyor. He's fabulous. He's fa he just loves it. So they've now got a super light series, which uses a combination of aluminium drawer and frame, as well as a highly developed lightweight waterproof plywood to dramatically reduce the weight of their already light systems. Now, there's no compromising on strength. So with rising fuel costs and the need to reduce the stress that a vehicle endures while touring, well, they realise that it's essential to keep the weight that a vehicle's carrying to a minimum. That's why they developed the Superlight Series. So even with the reduced weight of the Superlight Series, they're still rated to carry the same load as their galvanised steel systems. Is that amazing? So their Superlight Aluminium is still rated to carry the same load as the galvanised steel system. Oh, fabulous. So the Superlight Series drawers, they can be used in both their two-drawer and their fridge pack configuration. So they're terrific. Now, all their systems are upholstered in a marine-grade carpet. They've got removable drawer liners for easy cleaning. So all you've got to do to find out more is to give them a phone call, and they will ship them to you all the way around Australia. So wherever you are, you can get your off-road systems drawers. And they're Aussie. So you give them a call, 02-4647-6322, 02-4647-6322, Off-Road Systems. Or just go to their website, offroadsystems.com.au, offroadsystems.com.au. Now, what's up down under.com.au? They did this beautiful thing on a place called Miles, M-I-L-E-S, Miles, as in kilometres, but not kilometres, it's miles. <laughs> so if, if you're looking for your travel plans for next year, Miles is a fabulous place to visit in spring. It's, it's in Queensland. It's southern country Queensland. It's a little river town. It's fabulous. Now, next year, they're expecting to have the Back to the Bush Festival on September 9 to September 12, and that'll be a special milestone for the golden anniversary of the Miles Historical Village, and it is such a pretty little village. So where is it? Well, Miles is a classic junction town situated between Chinchilla and Roma on the Warrego and Leichhardt highways, and you'll find everything you need. So if you want to top up your fuel or top up or tune out, your, whatever you want to do, you'll find that everything's there. You've got the local supermarkets open until 7 o'clock, seven days a week. There's an Olympic-sized swimming pool in town, so everybody can enjoy that. You've got camping options, which are fantastic because you've got riverside options. You've got, you can even get stew and scones at the Miles Crossroad Caravan Park in town. And there's World War II relics at Possum Park. But the historical village is one of the most famous attractions. It's a genuine, it's called the Miles Historical Village. And it comprises more than 30, three zero, more than 30 19th century shops and public buildings in a streetscape setting. And it's, they're interacting uh, exhibits and they contrast intriguingly against tidy displays and they chart the 19th century's life like 
curiosities include the glorious lapidary, the piano. Uh, there's a remarkable collection of shells, and there's a new interactive exhibit and theatrette which celebrates the great Artesian Basin, and that's just opened its doors now. So the the What War Meant to Miles exhibit, uh, it's just fabulous. You've got to see that. You've got to see it. This is just a place you've got to go to. So there's artists there. Uh, The people have been renovating. They're doing beautiful things. You've got the Miles Historical Village Volunteer Group. You've got the Dogwood Crossing Regional Gallery, the Dogwood Crossing, which incorporates the John Mullins Memorial Gallery. It's a notable gallery, notable. So you've got in-house curators and they regularly rotate their exhibitions. And go back to the bush, there's so much history there. comes as no surprise that Southern Queensland community celebrates this place. They do it, they celebrate it. It's a tradition, the way they celebrate. So once every two years... Miles gives its nod to the bush and inspires and educates guests on the finer points of rural life. And you can glam up your camping trip in Miles with gala balls. You can marvel at the beards. You can grit your teeth if uh, by trying to go over obstacle courses. And there's tractor pulls and there's, there's water views. Twice a year, there's the rare pink lilies and they bloom within the Chinaman's Lagoon. With That's just a little reach away from the Dogwood River Walk and you can enjoy local fare all the way around. There's shaded banks and they're grassy and you can kick a ball. And, and if you want to catch a fish, well, you've got the Golden Perch or the Murray Cod, so that's nice. Possum Park, 20 minutes north of Miles, is just a remarkable camping ground and accommodation reserve. It's set on an eight-acre former RAAF base, which today is known as Possum Park. So there you go. You might have just a fabulous time. So that's Queensland. Say we've been to Western Australia, been to Queensland. We're all over the place. That's because we are on the road. That's what it's all about. What about another Christmas song? Are you ready? I reckon this one's a bit of a boppy one. It's a bit of a boppy. Amber Lawrence. If you don't know Amber Lawrence, I've met her. She's lovely. She's a really good songwriter. But this song's called I Like Christmas. I Like Christmas. Amber Lawrence, Aussie Girl, Fabulous. You'll enjoy this. Doesn't go for long, but it's a lovely song. I like Christmas, Amber Lawrence. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. If you want more of On The Road, you just go onto our website, ontheroadmedia.com.au. You'll find on there there's podcasts galore. And thank you to all those folks who are telling others to listen because we're getting the feedback. <laughs> the audience on the show is growing. I know we go national. So there's people in South Australia. But we've got international people that listen to us. We've got Canada and the US and England and New Zealand. And um, there's others. We are all over the place. I think even in Thailand, we've got people now listening in. So if you're listening in, Sightip, g'day, g'day, g'day. Good to see you. Here we go. We're going to have another Aussie song. And this one's Amber Lawrence. I like Christmas. You enjoy it. We'll be back with you real soon. I like pudding and Christmas cake I like ice cream, I like snowflakes I like trifle and white chocolate balls Yeah, I really, really like it all I like Christmas I like Christmas I like Christmas Doesn't get any better than this. I like Christmas out on the lawn. I like barbecue and I like prawns. I like Christmas. I like Christmas. I like Christmas. In the country or by the beach I'd like Christmas seven days of the week I like jingle bells and silent nights And all the old songs we sing at Christmas time I like Christmas I like Christmas I like Christmas I like Christmas 
Amber Lawrence, hasn't she got a lovely voice? Hasn't she? I mean, she just makes everything feel Christmassy. Now, rain. We're about to get some rain. They tell us we're going to get some rain next week. And so one of the things to remember when you're towing is to not use, not use your cruise control. If it's raining, just don't use your cruise control. It can be a dangerous thing because um, you're, you're just driving along. Everything is lovely. But because we've had so much sunshine for a long time now then the roads get a little bit um they get a lot of soot and everything put on them uh, layers of oil layers of grease from all the vehicles going over it so when that rain hits that top layer well you've got instant slip and slide and cruise control doesn't work in that it's not good for you because it keeps on you've lost control so the moment you feel rain uh then then don't don't use your cruise control in fact switch it off so it's it's going to be a problem there's been a lot of folks who have left their cruise control off hit some water going across the road and all of a sudden they start to aquaplane and when they start to aquaplane the cruise control is still trying to go at the speed that you've set it uh, and the vehicle you've now lost control so you're trying to turn your cruise control off and one of the problems is that to turn your cruise control off, one of the ways of doing it is to hit the brakes. And if you hit the brakes, then, of course, the aquaplaning is going to get worse and maybe you can lose control and it's bad. So the easiest thing to do is to just back off the go pedal. But importantly, if it's raining, yeah, turn your cruise control off and that's much easier for you. I think so. Now, the Northern Territory. Don't we just love the Northern Territory? Do, have you been there? Oh, it, it is. It's different. It's exciting. It's a, And it's a different sort of heat as well, let me tell you. Different sort of heat. But Judd Barra, J-U-D-B-A-R-R-A, Judd Barra National Park, was formerly the Gregory National Park. It's a dream destination for those who, who just love being isolated and having a real terrific four-wheel drive adventure because several tracks run through the park. And they range from easy two-wheel drives to what they term as tyre-piercing suspension sapping low-range four-wheel drive challenges. So HEMA Maps, hemamaps.com, they are just terrific people. They know every square inch or centimetre of this whole nation. So the remote national park, it covers 13,000 square kilometres and is the Northern Territory's second largest national park. So a sat phone or a, a personal location beacon, is recommended and you need to be self-reliant. But a great test for your four-wheel drive is the Bulleter Stock Route. Bulleter, B-U-L-L-I-T-A. It's a one-way loop track once used by pack horses and donkey teams. And that was to bring supplies to the isolated cattle stations and also as a stock route to Wyndham. And that was used by Bulleter and Humbert River stations. So the four-wheel drive tracks, they close... Uh, due to seasonal flooding from late November to May. And the main campground in the western section is near the historic Bulletin Homestead. And there's bush campsites located at Limestone Gorge and all along the, the four-wheel drive. Track. Just fabulous. So the Keep River National Park's another one. Keep River is one of Northern Territory's best-kept secrets. It's got a striking sandstone formation. It's like those found at Punalulu. You've got diverse landscapes, you've got indigenous rock art, uh, a, a brilliant sandstone honeycomb domes have eroded over time by the winds and rains. They're over 300 million years old. 300 million years old. Think how old you are on your next birthday and then try and measure that against 300 million years. Wow. And, and they came from the same ancient seabed as the bungle bungles. Funny, isn't it? Funny how we talk about global warming and all the things, and, and 300 million years ago, they came from a seabed. So there you go. So 
The, the Lavastana palms are found clustered at the base of the escarpments or clinging precariously in the high up cracks and crevices. It's spectacular views across the Keep River floodplain and the, the Jarnam escarpment. They're a highlight and you've got the Dreamtime stories, of course, and they're written into the landscape. And camping's available at Jarnam, J-A-R-N for November E-M, J-A-R-N-E-M, and Garand Dalgan, which is G-U-R-R-A-N-D, Garand, and then A-L-N-G, A-L-N-G, all one word, G-U-R-R-A-N-D, A-L-N-G, and that's got walking trails leading from both. Then you've got the Litchfield National Park. Oh, that's home to the stunning waterfalls, the crystal clear pools. You've got some safe swimming holes. Isn't that good to know? Some safe swimming holes. And, of course, the magnetic termite mound. So Litchfield National Park, it's a popular destination. And the locals love it as well. And then you've got Billy Rock Hole, the Cascades, and Florence and Wayne Falls, and you, just beautiful swimming opportunities. Tolma Falls Cascade, 35 metres into a deep plunge pool below. And the weathered sandstone pillars of the Lost City, they're accessible in a high-range four-wheel drive. And they're a must-see. If you're going to go there, then you might as well see them. And, and another more challenging test is the four-wheel drive only Reynolds River Track. So that's if you've got a really good four-wheel drive with low range, that's the Reynolds River Track. And that leads to the Blythe Homestead. So that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That'll link up with the Danley River Road. And then camping's available at Wangi, W-A-N-G-I, and the Florence Falls. So that's good. Then you've got Kakadu National Park. Oh, Kakadu, it's World Heritage listed. It's a living cultural landscape. It's the largest national park in the Northern Territory. It's almost 20,000 square kilometres, 20,000 square kilometres. The Aboriginal people have lived there for over 65,000 years. And the park's full of ancient rock art, but paintings offering a oh, terrific insight into the Aboriginal life obviously over thousands of years and there's plenty of offer so if you've got a four-wheel drive there's a 60 kilometer drive out to the iconic jim jim j-i-m j-i-m jim jim and twin falls and the old jim jim road it cuts between arnhem and kakadu highways well the track into the alligator billabong and the 80 kilometer track out to west alligator head so there's plenty of bush camp areas scattered all the way through the park as well as several commercial campgrounds as well. And I think we'll make this one the last one for this little section is the Lemon National Park. Lemon spelled L-I, double M for Mary, E-N for November. Lemon, L-I, double M-E-N National Park. Uh, if you love remote national parks, well, the Northern Territory loves them too. So Lemon is a, is a remote one. It's located in the Gulf Carpentaria. It offers great fishing. Oh, great fishing. Remote camping, spectacular sandstone formations. You've got several river systems. And and the southern lost city, it's just so easily accessed. The western lost city, it's a little more challenging. And uh, if you've got a trailer, that's not recommended to take your trailer in there. But the cities, they're sandstone formations. They've weathered over time. The river systems and the lagoons offer fantastic sport fishing. And, you know, so you might just be super happy. But... There are huge salties that roam the waterway, so be very, very aware. Again, huge salties roam the waterway, so be very aware. Now, camping's available at Butterfly Springs, Town River, Lemon Bight River, the Southern Lost City, and along the Roper River, and camping's available at Lemon Bight Fishing Camp and Lorella Springs Wilderness Park. So if any of that's of interest and you want to hear it all again, that's easy. All you do is go into our podcast so you go on to the website which is on the roadmedia.com.au you go on there you click podcast and you're going to get it so that'll be on there uh, pretty soon that'll be there pretty soon for you oh that's fabulous hey you get ready for santa claus have you done all your christmas shopping have you done your things what have you got so did you get something for yourself that, that you want or do you wait to somebody else to buy it for you and christmas is just wonderful it's a wonderful wonderful time of the year so I think we're really, really uh, ready for our last song of the day. Are you ready? This is called Three Drovers. Three Drovers. Lee Kernigan's going to sing it for us. So Lee's already primed and ready. This is Three Drovers. Hey, my name's Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. It's terrific being with you. We're trying to get you uh, to play just Aussie Christmas songs for you for the next week or so, maybe the next couple of weeks, because Santa Claus is coming to town and we're going to have fun with him, aren't we? I mean, after all... 
with all of this COVID that's been going on and this year that's been for many such a challenging year, uh, we've got to start getting excited because Santa Claus is coming. He, he's allowed in. The government said Santa Claus can come, so you get ready to welcome him. Okay. That's Scott Gibbons. The show is called On The Road. I love being with you. If you've got some feedback, you can send me an email, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au, and it's terrific being with you. All right, you enjoyed this. This is Lee Kernigan, and we'll see you next week. Across the plains one Christmas night Three drovers riding blithe and gay Looked up and saw a starry light More radiant than the Milky Way And on their hearts such wonder fell They sang with joy, Noel, Noel dry with summer heat the smoke was on the yellow moon but from the heavens faint and sweet came floating down a wondrous tune and as they heard they sang full well those drovers three noel 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 the sky, the wild dog called across the plain. The starry luster blazed on high, still echoed on the heavenly strain, and still they sang, Noel, Noel, those drovers three, Noel, Noel.